Welcome to the Striving Together podcast, a podcast for the Imago Day church family to help us follow Jesus together in the grace of his gospel. My name is Shane Shaddix, and I have the privilege of serving as the discipleship pastor at IDC. And I am joined today once again by Pastor Kent Bass, our uh, pastor for counseling. Kent, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for letting me back in the room. Well, you did okay. All right. And so passing grade. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We said, let's give the guy another shot. We can do better. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, today, the topic is uh, anger, which is not the most cheerful topic for us to be discussing, maybe the opposite, but uh, also uh, kind of ubiquitously helpful in the sense that everybody gets angry at one point or another. I don't know that I've ever met anybody that I could not imagine them getting angry uh, at something. Uh, and then, um, yeah, you just talk to anybody. Everybody's got something they get angry. It could be pet peeves. Or it mm-hmm. could be things much more serious than that. So uh, we thought it would be helpful to talk about anger uh, and in particular, helping us uh, uh, think through whether or not anger is uh, something uh, that is righteous or sinful uh, and somewhat presuming that it's, it could be both. Uh, how do we evaluate and understand whether or not our anger is righteous or sinful? So we're going to just talk through some of those things uh, because... Uh, it seems to me like built into the understanding of, of anger is we presume it to be justified. You know, I don't know that you would feel angry if you knew it was not justified or, or like decidedly knew it wasn't justified. Uh, but at the same time, um, that doesn't give us a free pass. So let's start with the, uh, just understanding uh, a basic under- definition of, of anger. Uh, if someone just asking you like, well, what is actually going on in anger uh, when we feel angry? How, how would you help them understand that? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm going to rely on smarter people who have written books. Always good. Uh, so I've I've really enjoyed uh, Dr. Robert Jones's uh, definition of anger and his book Uprooting Anger. So he says um, anger is our whole personed active response of negative moral judgment against perceived evil. Okay, L- little bit of a mouthful. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The summary would basically be: we see something that we think is wrong. Anger is the corresponding feeling, emotion, and experience. Okay. So it's whole person, right? It's a physical, anger is a physical thing. Mm. It's a mental thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a spiritual thing. It doesn't exist just in one of those boxes. It's a whole person mm. response. And uh, it's it's a negative moral judgment against perceived evil. So we're seeing something and, and our perception is what we've just seen is wrong. It's sinful. It's evil. There's a lack of justice. Anger is the feeling that goes along with seeing something that's out of bounds. Mm, Okay, good, good. Um, So, so with that, uh, again, kind of already uh, smuggled in a bit. Is it is it possible for anger to be righteous? Like, should we should we imagine that anger could ever be righteous? Because I most most people, I I bet, um, like it's a negative emotion as a negative response. so it's got a it's got a kind of a downer tone to it, you yeah. Know? And sure. anybody, anytime somebody feels angry, it's like you can't feel angry and happy, happy at the anger. same time. Yeah, uh, it's that's that's me. I'm a happy <laughs> happy angry guy. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so so it's got a it's got a negative connotation to it. Whereas when we're talking about righteous anger, it's righteousness as a positive connotation. Can those two things coexist? And if so, how? Yeah, I mean, so the question, uh, is it possible for anger to be righteous? I think that depends on what we mean by righteous. Like, okay. how are we defining righteous? Uh, if if we mean experiencing and responding to anger exactly the way that God does, okay. then I'm going to say probably not. Okay. Um, uh, 
we are made in his image, but the chasm between uh, <laughs> who I am and how I live my life and how God exists in his creation is is pretty wide. Yeah. Uh, now, if we mean, is it possible for me to, to actually rightly see injustice, to rightly see sin, to rightly see evil? And to address it in godly ways, then I think, yeah, I think absolutely. Like, yep. uh, I think we're called to, to you know, Psalm 4, and then Paul picks up on this in Ephesians 4, to be angry and do not sin. Yeah. So the scriptures absolutely have a category for us where we can, we can see something that's wrong. We can have that corresponding emotion, that feeling, uh, and we can act in ways uh, that are godly in light of that thing that we're seeing and that that thing that we're feeling. So, um, and I think that should, that should be our goal, okay. right? Which, um, which for me, so if I'm, if I'm walking through or talking with someone about anger, one of the f- first places in light of that kind of definition of anger of, of this idea of it's a, it's, uh, a judgment against perceived evil. One of the first places I'm going to start is the question, do we see rightly, mm. you know, yeah. if it's, if it's perceived evil, that means there's a chance that I'm perceiving wrongly, yeah. I think our assumption is usually, I've got this right. Yeah. I see this perfectly. Sure. Here's the way this person has sinned, whether against me or against someone else. And very rarely is there that internal check that says, I could be wrong. I could be wrong here. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a really important question. If, if we're going to be able to respond to anger in righteous ways or to be righteously angry, if we want to use that, that, that label, that terminology, we have to ask the question, do I see rightly? Mm. Um, so that's, that's where I would start. No, that's, that's so good. Yeah. I think, I think recognizing that there are things, uh, that happen in a fallen world, uh, to which the appropriate response or at least an appropriate response, uh, is definitely negative moral judgment, you know, and, and then this kind of, uh, whole, whole bodied, uh, absolutely uh, kind of, uh, responding to that negative more is uh, is is helpful in in insofar as it goes, but it does presume something. It presumes that we are seeing something that the way the way that the the Lord does, um, as opposed to um, just kind of with with ourselves, kind of at the at the center yeah. of that. And so, anytime we feel angry, I think that that points to the reality that there's actually sin somewhere. Yeah. If I feel anger. There's either sin out there in the world that I've just seen, right? There's injustice, there's evil. I've witnessed it with my eyes. Or if it's not out there, well, then reality is... It's, it's somewhere in here. It's mm-hmm. in my heart, right? There's, there's something that I want yep. that I didn't get. And my response to, to, to that is, this is wrong. Yep. I should get the thing that I want. I deserve yep. it. I'm entitled to it. Or there's something that I just got that I don't deserve, mm. Uh, I didn't deserve to be treated that way. How how dare you bring that kind yeah. of treatment upon me? And so when we feel anger, we're, we need to look for sin. Yeah. We just don't need to presume that the sin's out there. And then additionally, just because we feel anger doesn't mean we're entitled to respond in a particular way. Mm. Uh, we can we can be angry. And, and because the scriptures say, be angry and do not sin, to me, that indicates that there might be less action than more action. Mm. Uh my feeling of anger does not necessitate uh, necessarily yeah. that I do something about it externally. Yeah. I always need to be doing something about it before the Lord. Uh, I think Psalm 4 is very helpful. Um, in Psalm 4, David says, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Hmm. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. So David says, 
when you're angry, get before the Lord. Mm. Make sure that you are rightly related to God. That idea of, of offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord uh, is this is this kind of, I think, hearkening to, you know, a sacrificial type system where to be right before the Lord means like if there's, if there's something keeping you from being right, then you offer sacrifice for it so that you can enter back into this relationship mm. with God of, of kind of purity and righteousness. And so when I feel angry, uh, I want to get before the Lord. Maybe not on my actual bed. I might not have the ability to do that unless right. this is a this is a situation with my kids and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm locking myself Leading in the bedroom the room, for a few right? minutes, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but, but I need to, in a proverbial figurative way, I need to get before the Lord on my bed and be silent, quiet my heart and be still and make sure that my relationship with the Lord is intact. Uh, I need to trust him to be the just judge. I don't need to go out there and say, because I've seen something that's wrong, I've got to therefore act upon it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's super helpful. Um, I, going back to the, the definition of just that, that, that negative moral judgment. I mean, you're just talking about how one way that our our anger can can be sinful in, in ourselves is making moral judgments not based on kind of godly truth, God's truth, but ultimately my, you know, so so if someone offends me because I wanted them to do, you know, do something, I wanted them to take some action yeah. and they didn't, well, I make a moral judgment about that, but like, that doesn't mean that before God, they were responsible for doing what I wanted them to do. But I've, I've kind of replaced God's uh, standards, his will, his ways with my own and kind of made that the standard of, of morality and then judge somebody, hold somebody against that. So even that idea of like looking for sin when I feel angry is a good test, right? Because if the only sin I can point out is they didn't they didn't act how I wanted them to. That's, yep. you know, be careful with your definition of sin there, you know? Sure. Uh, we, we might be jumping ahead a little bit, but um, that makes me think of, for, for me, one of the most helpful maybe paradigms or concepts for navigating anger would be the uh, the kingdom of God, mm, right? Yeah. Whose kingdom I, am yeah. I living for? Am I living for the kingdom of Kent? Or am I living for the kingdom of God? Right. Uh, and if I have my eyes set on God's priorities, I'm going to be less likely to look at someone uh, not meeting my expectations and say, you sinner, how yep. dare you? Yep. Uh, if I'm consumed with the priorities of God and the kingdom of God, then I'll be able to uh, be disappointed by people and not automatically equate that to they've sinned. Yeah. If I'm consumed with my own kingdom, then everything they do that doesn't equate with what I would want to be done yeah. is automatically wrong. Yeah. They've messed up. They've sinned. They've yeah. thwart. They've tried to thwart my kingdom. So, uh, having that kind of paradigm of the kingdom of God and yeah. how that pushes back against the kingdom of self is a super helpful concept yeah. for being able to to navigate anger in righteous ways. Yeah, and it seems it seems like doing that just requires a a high degree of humility mm-hmm. uh, and self awareness to some extent. But just the humility to recognize, kind of, said, why am I angry? Whose kingdom is this? This for just the the self reflection there. Yeah. Um, the hu- the humility to say, I don't have a kingdom. Yeah. I'm not right. a king. <laughs> I'm not a queen. You know. Right. Um, so. um, along along with those lines, uh, uh, do do you? So righteous angry anger might be like categorically possible, but now I kind of want to be like, is righteous anger possible? You know, like because <laughs> that just sounds so extreme. We're so sinful uh in in our 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 disposition we're turned in on self um and and i guess i'm just wrestling with uh, like it seems it seems like knowing that that category exists i might drive to it pretty quickly um do you think this is something that we're likely to experience a a whole lot uh the righteous anger and and express it well i think it's one of the more difficult okay uh expressions of righteousness Mm. 
I mean, you could ask the question, is it possible to be righteously happy? Well, sure. Is Fair it enough. possible to be uh, unrighteously happy? Well, yeah. Definitely. I mean, Paul says in, in Romans 12, we should rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. So if I'm rejoicing at someone's weeping instead of rejoicing with their rejoicing, right. or if I'm weeping at someone's rejoicing, then I would say, like, if I'm, if I'm rejoicing at someone's weeping, I would say my happiness is not righteous. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, That's good. So I, so I think... Yes, we we can we can be righteous in in kind of different areas and categories and emotions that we feel. Uh, I don't know that I've got a great answer to that question, yep. other than to say there seems to be something particularly difficult yep. about navigating anger in a in a righteous way, as opposed to navigating other emotions yep. in a righteous way. Maybe it comes back to the kingdom thing. Yep. Uh, to, you talked about being humble, and you know, many many theologians, pastors, authors, writers have remarked that pride is at the root of yeah. all sin. And so um, it, it would make sense in that regard uh, that uh, navigating anger in a righteous way would be particularly difficult because of the way that pride uh, can turn anger into a, a sinful, unrighteous thing yeah. so so quickly. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's super helpful. Um, uh, we've already hit on around this a little bit, but like, do you have any other marks of sinful anger that, that we could just be on the lookout for? So if, if our anger is s- sinful in the sense that it is born out of a kingdom, concern for the kingdom of self, replacing you know, ultimately God's character, God's will, God's ways, God's kingdom with our own, uh, and therefore we're responding in anger out of that. What, what are often the kind of corresponding sins or characteristics that are going to attend with that, that, uh, that kind of, of anger? Yeah, I mean, I think if your if your expression of anger, we can talk about expressions or or kind of motivations, right? So our our intentions can be sinful. That's right. Our actions can be sinful. So if we're talking about our actions, I mean, clearly, if your expression of anger uh, is lacking the fruit of the spirit, good. I think we've got a, a an uphill battle to convince someone <laughs> that our anger is righteous, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I I don't think we have a battle. You know, I, I think sure. I think clearly, if if we're lacking the the character. Uh, qualities. I think Tony's even said, like, you know, the fruit of the spirit is it's the character of Jesus, you yeah. know? Uh, so if, if our character doesn't look like Jesus's character, I don't think we can convince someone that our anger is, is righteous. Yeah. Now, we might have seen rightly, you know, in yeah. terms of, uh, of our perception, uh, I might legitimately see evil, wrongdoing, mistreatment of another person. Uh, and so the, the perception might be there, Therein lies the difficulty of living in a in a righteous way, right. because I might choose to handle it in a way that God wouldn't have me handle yep. it that way. And so, uh, not only do our intentions have to be on the mark for our anger to be righteous, but our our expression of that uh, anger has to be on the mark. Yep. So, if uh, you know, if we're lacking the fruit of the spirit, uh, for sure. But I think you see that difficulty. You can see rightly and not respond rightly, or you can have a response that on the surface looks. Yeah. Like it's righteous. You yeah. know, you, you could express your uh, your anger and your disapproval of someone in a very kind of calm, patient way. But if if the intent, if the motivation in the heart is sinful, uh, then that's not righteous either. So, I mean, you can imagine a s- situation where someone says in a very calm, like patient, uh, seemingly godly way, I'm really angry at you mm-hmm. uh, for how you sinned against me by not meeting the expectations that I had for you. Yeah. So, my perception's off, but my expression of anger might be, oh man, look how patient and, right. and, and, and godly he was. He didn't raise his voice. Like yeah. He didn't yell. He didn't slam anything or throw anything. It's this very calm demeanor. 
but clearly my, my intention is off. My heart is off. Yeah. I'm not seeing rightly. So um, I think, you know, again, if we're looking for marks of sinful anger, I think that the most obvious things would be, are we seeing a lack of the fruit of the spirit? And that's a pretty good indicator that somewhere along the line, mm-hmm. we've missed the mark. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And that, that introduces, um, that's a helpful, it's a helpful barometer. It still requires a level of reflection and care because I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there thinking, so when Jesus was driving people out of the temple with whips, you know, was that a display of gentleness? And so there still needs to be obviously a careful kind of discernment of what the appropriate response is in any given anger and not just like a simplistic, like hurling, sure, you know, fruit of the spirit list at people and just being, but at the same time, that's such a good kind of guide and you know, uh, um, just sets the trajectory on on if we are truly concerned for the Lord's kingdom, it's it's going to be at least in line with this, even if we have to still kind of apply and discern and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> even as you're describing that kind of intent might be good, actually, you know, manifestation of anger might be uh, sinful or reversing. Uh, it seems likely that especially in instances where we see. Uh, see something in the world, some kind of of sin or injustice or error or whatever that merits an an anger an anger response. Uh, so a, a legitimate cause for anger. It seems likely that even if we have some sense of of anger towards that, it also might be mixed with yeah. Sinful anger, concern for self. You just laid out several scenarios there. Um, what should what should I do if I find myself getting angry at things that I ought to be angry at? But I'd be hard pressed to say that it's a pure kind of anger. I'm I'm thinking of something like you could even think of like if you're raising kids or something like that, where you want them to obey mom and dad and to love one another. So if my kids are like fighting against one another, in some ways. I see that sin and the manifestation of that brokenness, some kind of anger might be an appropriate feeling there. But like, let's be honest, as a parent, <laughs> that is not always my my sole concern or whatever. Picture of purity. Yeah, exactly. How, how can I, how, how should I uh, kind of navigate that mixture of uh, uh, emotions and responses in my own heart? Yeah. Uh, I would say initially, it's probably usually going to be a mixture. So maybe that's an encouragement to somebody who's like, man, I really, I really want to be righteous, but I'm always feeling this conflict yep. when I, when I have this, uh, this kind of perception of wrongdoing and I want to, and I want to please the Lord and be godly in my anger, but yet I feel kind of pulled back and forth. It makes me think of Galatians five, you know, Paul says, uh, and maybe sometimes the way we misunderstand what the scripture says, uh, because of maybe what we've heard previously or how we read it. Paul says, walk by the spirit. You won't gratify the desires of the flesh. He doesn't say if you're walking by the spirit, you won't feel the desires of the mm. flesh. He doesn't say they go away. He says you won't gratify them. That's so there, there's something about our faithfulness to the Lord and our obedience that as he sanctifies us and grows us, we grow in our ability to be able to to, to recognize, notice the desire of, of the flesh and to and to repress it, to say yep. no to it. The, you know, the... Um, the language uh, that Tim, that Paul uses in, in Titus two would be to, to renounce ungodliness. So we see it and we say, "Nope, yeah. I'm not going down that road." <laughs> I'm, I'm because I'm walking by the Spirit. I'm going to gratify the Spirit instead of gratify the flesh. So maybe the encouragement at at, at jump would be, if you feel that mixture, like you're a human being. So so of course there's going to be a, a pull to either feel something sinful, to have a, a sinful motivation, something that's lacking purity, yep. or it is. 
it is pure, like you see rightly, but you want to respond in a way that doesn't a- a- accord with godliness right. uh, because you're a, you're a sinner. So, uh, that, so that's a good starting place. Yeah. And and from there, this might sound overly simplistic, uh, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like we need to pray. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, that um, that passage in Psalm four, I think, highlights the importance of getting before the Lord and seeking to be right with Him. Yeah. Uh, James says the anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness of God. It doesn't produce living rightly, yeah. like the Lord would live or have us live. And so, if we want to uh, be angry in such a way that it's not the anger of man but it's the anger of God, well, then we need to be rightly related to God. So when I start to feel angry, uh, am I pressing into my relationship with the Lord? Am I, am I going to my proverbial bed, so to speak? And I'm, I'm seeking to trust him. Um, so I think prayers is a, is a great way to kind of set our heart and mind on that path. Um, how can we possibly know, right? How to respond apart from God's wisdom. Yep. If I want to respond like God responds in the world and how he would have me live in his kingdom, well, then I've got to be connected to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there needs to be a skepticism uh, of my own desires, yep. of my own intentions, and of my own kind of uh, intended path of response that says, I could be off here, yep. and I want to make sure that in in this kind of pulled between wanting to be righteous, but, but feeling the flesh, uh, I want to be patient and say, Lord, Lord, help me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, um, I think James, you know, in James one, he would tell us if you lack wisdom, ask God gives graciously or abundantly to those who ask in faith. And so, uh, I don't want to overlook the, what seems like a simplistic answer, sure. but it's very necessary. This is, we've, we've got to see like the Lord sees to yeah. respond like the Lord responds. I don't know of another way to do that than to get before yeah. his presence and say, help. That's so good. Yeah. And you just think about uh, so much of of prayer is like bringing alignment between our hearts and our wills and the Lord's, yeah. right? It's it's bringing us, even thinking about the Lord in, uh, uh, in the garden, you know, not my, <laughs> let this cup pass from me, but not what I will, but what you will be done. There's even we see in Jesus, this kind of bring my will into alignment with yours. Mm. Uh, and that's that's what's happening in prayer, and that's for for us as well. And if we're thinking about again concern for a kingdom, a concern for a a uh, a value system and a character, I'm not I'm not asking God to bend towards me. I'm asking God bend me towards you. Like yeah. bring bring me in, in alignment. And uh, again, I don't know how else you do that outside of of prayer, the Word, the Spirit. But those are working working together. In yeah. That. Um, so that's super helpful. Um. Maybe maybe the last question. Um, what about when somebody wants me? Um, basically, are we under obligation to feel anger at things that we could be angry about? Uh, I can I can just imagine someone you know me looking at you and I see something that that really just fires me up. Uh, and and I said I say Kent, you should be more angry about this. Like this should this should bother you more than it does. Is that a, legit, a legitimate uh, kind of concern, a posture to have? Is there a uh, is it valid for? For someone, in a sense, not to be bothered, not to be angry at something that might actually merit uh, anger. Um, anyway, how how would you how would you help somebody think through that? Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways the the way that you posit that question is is that there's a there's a right way okay. that my anger should look. Okay. So, but who becomes the the arbiter of the way my righteous anger should be expressed? Right. Um, you know, uh, I think I don't think we're ever going to regret being patient 
mm. in our response. I think clearly there are some situations that require decisive action. Yeah. You know, someone's in danger, right? In that moment, though, you might not necessarily be feeling anger as the predominant uh, feeling. It would be it would be fear in this sense right. of I need to protect someone who who can't protect themselves. Um, so I, there are clearly situations that require decisive action where we don't have this kind of amount of time to say, well, I'm going to sit back and kind of assess the situation. Yeah. Uh, but I think in in general, just because something might deserve righteous anger, it doesn't mean that we have to be the ones that deliver this expression yeah. of of anger. There isn't always something to do externally mm. with my anger. Uh, again, I'll go back to Psalm 4 again. Sometimes the right response and where we stop is simply to say, Lord, help me be right with you. Yep. And then, and then Paul, you know, Paul tells us in Romans 12 that, um, that when it comes to mistreatment and anger, even though anger is not kind of necessarily uh, explicitly in that text in Romans 12, he's talking about God being a God of justice. Like, don't repay. Um, yep. Trust God. Yep. He's the just judge. Uh, I will repay, he yep. says. That's good. Uh, so we we need to have a I think a desire to trust the faithfulness and the justice of of God, um, and I, I think that our ability to uh, address anger righteously. You, you talked about this a second ago, not necessarily in these words, but you talked about you know Jesus and how Jesus approached even his warring will as a as a human uh, with the will of of the Father. Uh, I think the need for us to have our eyes on Jesus and to look at the way that Jesus lived uh and to take our cues on how to respond to anger yep. from him you know you you brought up the you know the idea of jesus overthrowing the uh the tables in the in the temple but how many i mean i, I loved our, our corporate reading you know depending on when someone listens to this but we had a corporate yeah, yeah. reading not too long ago uh where in psalm 7 we read that uh that god is a righteous judge and a god who feels indignation every day so just imagine what jesus's experience yeah as the God man living on this earth must have been like, uh, everywhere he turns, he sees something that elicits the emotion of anger. It's not the way it's supposed to be. He sees injustice everywhere. And yet, how many times do we see Jesus respond in a way that we would say that's a response of anger? Yeah. Um, very few situations do we see what looks like on the surface as an angry response. And yep. yet... Our God is a God who experiences indignation yeah. every single day. And so that really challenges me. You see the way Jesus responded to the Pharisees, right? He knew the intention of their heart. Good. It was wicked. It was evil. And yet he didn't ream them out, mm -hmm. right? He didn't freak out on them. Uh, he didn't condemn them. Yeah. He spoke with meekness. Yeah. He spoke with gentleness. He was truthful. Uh, and so I think having our eyes set on Jesus and, and, and learning uh, how he responded to situations that we would look at and say, that fires me up. I'm angry about that. Yeah. Uh, learning to respond like Jesus responds and recognizing that sometimes uh, a godly response to anger is a response of restraint. Yeah. It says, I trust you, Lord. And yeah. that's what David's getting at in Psalm 4 again is I'm offering right sacrifices yeah. and I'm putting my trust in a God yeah. uh, that doesn't require me to take matters into my own hands, right? Into the kingdom of self, uh, but says, I want to display godliness in the face of wrongdoing, in the face of injustice, because ultimately what people need to see mm -hmm. is is godliness. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have to take matters into my own hands and respond in such a way as to try to resolve a situation because I'm angry and yeah. people need to know that I'm angry. People need to see God yeah. in me. They need to see Christ in me, especially when I'm angry. Yeah. And I think that's a better that's a better testimony yeah. to what it looks like for God to be moving in the world in such a way where he's indignant every way yeah. and yet shows 
an amazing ability to restrain because he's going to judge the world. Yep. He's going to make things right and he's going to do it in his time. So my question for myself needs to be, am I acting based on my yep. time or on his? Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't think that precludes the possibility of us acting, you know, like of, of fighting for justice and for that to be attended. Absolutely. That's not a dispassionate thing, especially when we see injustice in the world. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, you know, crazy passages uh, uh, in the Old Testament, you know, when, uh, you know, Nehemiah is like pulling people's hair out. <laughs> Nehemiah, Ezra, uh, one of the, they're, they're just railing on people uh, because of their uh, unfaithfulness to the Lord. Like there are appropriate a- actions and efforts towards godliness and, and, and holiness and faithfulness that we can't pretend we even should be kind of dispassionate about. Um, but all the while say, if we are going to truly be working for the kingdom of God, doing so in a way that is consistent with the kingdom of God, um, that is consistent with the calling with which we have been called. uh, And his character. And his character, right. And so uh, being very, very careful and and, uh, conscious to say, all right, if we're going to be agents that act justly um, and act for justice, let's do so in a way that the Lord would look at and say, yes, uh, as opposed to in a way that, that says, uh, uh, I, maybe a legitimate cause, but not in a way that that pleases the Lord and how we how we go about doing that. Uh, otherwise, we kind of co-opt a righteous cause for, for unrighteous purposes. And so, your your call for patience not being in any way a call for uh, being passive uh, in the, yeah. in these things, uh, especially since our emotions and our responses to sin and brokenness and fallenness in the world, injustice. We we need a whole bodied response. We need yeah. to respond as whole people, uh, but doing so carefully and wisely, and and in a way that that pleases the Lord. And anger just has a as you mentioned, circling back around, has a particular possibility for tripping us up. Uh, yeah, because it's so easy to slide self yeah. in there. I think patience allows wisdom to inform mm-hmm. our passions. Yeah, if That's we good. don't allow wisdom to inform our passions, then we'll our passions will be expressed with the wisdom of the world instead of the wisdom of heaven. Yeah. So that's good. Man, I appreciate your reflections uh, on this and uh, even just giving us some good questions to, to assess, reflect on our own, our own hearts. And um, you know, our, our prayer uh, for us as a people is that as we follow Jesus, we would, we would do so holistically. We would do so as whole people with our emotions and with our, uh, um, um, more, you know, negative moral judgments at injustice and sin in the world, but do so in a way that, that pleases the Lord and reflects him rather than a, a, a kind of co-ops for, for our own purposes. Amen. And, um, and, and we don't want to be necessarily like police for one another. Uh, we want to be helps to one another. And so I don't think this is one of those things where as soon as somebody gets angry, you just kind of lob a, uh, I, selfishness kind of uh, accusation there, but rather come alongside and say, okay, how can we, we direct our, one another towards the Lord? So thanks for, uh, thanks for your encouragement on this. Uh, IDC family, thank you for listening and we hope this has been helpful and we will talk to you again next week.